Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to jump into how I program upper body for my clients. So this is something I've had quite a few questions on and as a result, I thought it'd be a good topic to just make a podcast about and it makes sense to do so. So in terms of why you'd want like an upper lower type split or you'd want to train upper body sessions instead of like training chest, training biceps, etc. When you train upper body, you train your body parts more frequently and as a result, it gives them more opportunities to grow. For example, let's say you trained three upper body sessions in a week instead of just training like chest and then back and then arms. This means that you'd give your, like all the muscles in your upper body, three times more opportunities to grow because you're training them three times more during the week than let's say just training like a bro split, like training chest once, and then, like I said, shoulders once, biceps once, that sort of thing, which I think the value in it is, just because if you think about it, let's say you did train just one body part on its own each day, that means in a year you're giving your chest something like 52 opportunities to grow, whereas if you're training upper and doing that three times a week, you're giving it, let's say, 50, 104, that's 156 opportunities for your chest to grow, which is a lot more. Which I think means you'll end up growing more because if you recover and then you can train it again, you've got more opportunities to get strong and we know a stronger muscle is a bigger muscle. So, start off, I'm going to jump into, I'm just going to walk through how like the movements are like ordered and why. So, the first movement I usually have is a side delt variation or side delt movement. So for those who don't know, the side delt is a muscle on the side of your shoulder. So the side, yeah, the one that is responsible for lifting your arm out to your side. The reason why side delt movement is first, it warms your shoulder joint up. So you could argue it's safer when you go into the big compound movements like a chest press or a shoulder press, that sort of thing. And as well as that, your side delts can never be too big. So... I don't think, like, you'll never see someone and you think, oh, they look too wide because they're delts. Or some people might, but personal dependent, eh? And as well as that, I don't think doing some side delt work is going to take away from, like, your chest movement, like a, like a compound movement. Because I, I just don't think it's that taxing. And if anything, it's just going to have benefits of making you safer when you go to your, go into your compound movements. So a few examples are, Something like a dumbbell lateral raise, a cuffed lateral raise, a cable lateral raise, something like that. And uh, usually I do around three sets. I like to keep it in a higher rep range, something like 8 to 10, and then maybe two sets, 12 to 15, that sort of thing. And usually around three sets, the reason being is uh, if you're only going to be doing one side delta move movement in your session, then you don't want to be doing very little. And as well as that, your side delts can handle quite a lot of volume, so I wouldn't want to just leave that at like one or two sets. I don't think that's necessary. And uh, obviously you don't want to be doing an absolute ton of sets just because the session will take ages and we're going to be training upper body again later in the week. So we've got plenty of other opportunities to train them as well. So after the side delt movement, I usually move on to four compound movements usually. So this can differ, for example... This is just like a, a rough way I'd structure it, but if I've got someone whose priority is to develop a certain body part or 
let's say they've got like a very lagging body part, then I might structure your session slightly different. But this is just for the average individual how I'd look to structure it. Uh, if they've got just like they look standard, there's nothing jumping out, it's really, really, really weak. So the four compound movements I have after this ideal movement is one movement to target the lats, one movement to target your chest, one movement to target your upper back, and then one movement to target your shoulders or like a high incline which will target your upper chest and shoulders. So usually it's in that order, so lat movement, chest movement, upper back movement, then like a high incline movement. However, if someone's got like really poor shoulders, they're a big weakness, then I'm not going to put that as the fourth compound movement in because whatever's last in terms of compound movements, you'll have the less, you'll have less energy and focus going into them. So why would you want to train shoulders last if they're weakness? If you want to prioritize them, it makes sense putting them towards the start. So yeah, that's how I usually structure it. And I usually alternate between like a push movement and a pull movement. So let's say like do a movement that trains your lats and then a chest movement. Because then when you go onto your upper back movement, you're, you've had like a rest from training your back and you potentially might be able to perform better. That's my theory there. Not that it's, it's like scientifically proven, but not everything has to be when it comes to training. And I just enjoy doing it in that fashion. And it means you don't have to like rest a ton before like one exercise to another. And sets vary on each of these movements. So, for the most part, a beginner, you could get away with doing three sets for each of these movements because when you start at the gym, you probably won't be nailing everything, meaning your recovery, which means you don't want to do that more than four, than three, sorry. As well as that, you don't train that intense when you first step into the gym just because you're not used to it. It's a skill training intensely. Uh, so... Due to that, you don't want to be doing too little, like two sets or one working set. It's just a bit too little. And as well as that, we don't need like four or five because when you're a beginner, you don't need a ton of sets to grow because you're somewhat, you, like it's new, it's new to your training. Like, so you'll grow pretty well off not doing an awful lot of sets because you've not done, let's say you've not touched weight before. Like, just touching a bit of weight is going to do a lot if that makes sense. It's not really, not really put that in the best way, but I hope you get what I mean by that. It's like, because you've not touched weight before, you're not going to need to absolutely hammer each body part with like 10 sets each session. So yeah, that's some things that it depends on. And it's quite hard jumping into what is like a movement for each body part on a podcast. Uh, but a lat movement could be like a lat pull down with like a neutral grip handle, meaning with your palms facing in focusing on keeping your elbows in front of your body or maybe like a single arm lat pull down or maybe like a row machine with your elbows tucked into your side dragging your elbows low that sort of thing and a good chest movement could be doing like a chest press maybe a bench press maybe a low incline dumbbell press or a low incline smith press uh, that sort of thing an upper back movement could be like a bent over row that's a great one for a beginner because it will just target basically everything in your back and maybe something like a like a row machine with your palms facing down or like down slightly they don't have to be fully 
like parallel to the ground, or uh, maybe doing like a dumbbell row and rowing them outwards would be a good option, or like just a straight bar row, like a seated straight bar row, and a good shoulder high incline movement you could say would be a high incline Smith machine press, a shoulder press machine, a dumbbell shoulder press, that sort of thing, and. After I've done all those four movements, and by the way, just just while it's on my the top of my head, as I should have mentioned, when I program like for clients, these movements I re- like I'm recommending training to failure on. That's how I like to program, and failure not being until your back's breaking when you're doing a bent over row, until you look like a dog doing a shit. It's until you can do no more reps with good form. Lastly, after I've done the four compound movements, I usually do arm work. So the arm work just being three sets of biceps and three sets of triceps, no need to overcomplicate things. And usually one session it will be like a standard curl, so like maybe like a dumbbell curl, an easy bar curl, that sort of thing, or a cable curl. So, and then just superseded with like a standard extension, like tricep extension, so maybe like a easy bar extension or maybe like a rope uh, extension something like that and usually if I can I'll use the same attachment so if someone can use just an easy bar on the cables and they can just do like a bicep into a tricep curl with no not a tricep curl <laughs> bicep curl into a tricep extension without any pain then I'll program that because it just saves them messing about changing attachments and just making the session longer than it has to be because at the end of the day adherence is important and if it's just annoying messing about using different attachments, if it takes a lot of time then it's not worth it. Unless obviously they've got a reason to not do so then I'd maybe give them like another another movement to do and not just a superset with the same attachment. And with my arm work I just recommend focusing on making like the movement really slow. Slow eccentrics, pausing at both ends of the rep. Eccentrics meaning the way down you're doing it nice and slow, like when you're lowering a bicep curl or lowering a tricep extension. And then, yeah, so that's what basically a session looks like. It's not overly complicated, it's pretty, pretty standard, it's nothing too fancy, but you don't need anything fancy at the end of the day. And then the other upper body session, usually I'd have my client do two upper body sessions a week. Uh, maybe more if time permits and there's a reason to do so. But my other upper session, the difference would be the side delt movement will be after compound movements. So instead of having a lateral raise first before the four compound movements, I'd have it after the camp- compound movements. And Usually with the side delt movement, sometimes I do a rest to pause set, which is just doing a set in the 12 to 15 rep range with the, and with the same weight, you rest 20 seconds, do the set again, rest 20 seconds and do the set again. And what this basically does is allow you to get a lot of work done in a shorter period of time. And uh, sometimes I do a rear delt fly as well, if I think the rear delt fly is weak. Sorry if the rear delts are weak. It depends, like if I think, uh, it just, yeah, it depends who you're getting as a client as well, eh? because if I'm getting someone who's experienced in the gym, they're happy to spend a long time in the gym, then I might add in a rear delt fly because they'll probably be able to 
stay more consistent with spending a bit more time in the gym. However, with a beginner, like the most important thing is just getting in the gym and doing the sessions regularly. Because you will make progress even if the plan isn't perfect. And what is perfect is being able to follow something. So yeah, side delt, usually after compound movements. And with the arm work, it changes slightly on the other upper body session as well. Usually instead of doing a curl with your palms facing up, I get people to do curls, like hammer curls they're called, with palms facing in, if it's with a rope, if it's with dumbbells. And this just works a different part of your bicep, so you're not missing anything out really. And I also do a different tricep exercise on the other session with like a rope overhead extension, which means instead of having your, like doing one with your arms by your side, their hands are either over their head when they're doing the movement. Uh, and what this will basically do is work your long, like a different part of your tricep, it will work it in the lengthened range. Or just basically where it's a bit more stretched and it makes sense to do so because the part of your tricep that you'll be working, it makes up the majority of your tricep. And a few other points, the compound movements are doing the upper session, so the lat movement, the chest movement, the upper back movement, and the shoulder or high incline movement, they are going to be different the next session, if possible. So what I mean by if possible is, if someone's got not a lot of equipment at all, and the option is doing, let's say, a bench press or doing some movement that I think's pretty rubbish to grow their chest, I'll just put the bench press in twice because there's no point having a variation in exercises for the sake of variation in exercises. However, if you can do like another beneficial chest movement in another session, it's quite a good idea because it means less wear and tear in your joints because you're not doing the same exact movement twice a week which is going to put stress on the same exact parts of your joint uh, week on week on week which can lead to wee niggles and injuries it can also mean you're not going to stall those exercises fast because if you do them twice a week you're most likely going to progress them faster and then just stall and then need to swap both of them out anyway so I like doing two and enjoyment as well if you've got different types of exercises in you're not going to get bored of your sessions and if you're not bored and if you enjoy your sessions, you're going to try harder. So, I'll do a quick recap on the movements. So, on the upper session, it starts off with a side delt movement of three sets. Four compound movements with your lat movement, which is a part of your muscle on your back. A chest movement, an upper back movement, and a shoulder and high incline movement. Typically three sets if you're like brand new to the gym. And after that, three sets of biceps and three sets of triceps and the other sessions different because the side delt movement is after your compound movements and the and instead of just doing a standard curl it's a hammer curl instead of doing a standard tricep extension it's a whole red tricep extension so hope this episode give you value if someone wants to like program the split for themselves and have not made it too clear or they want something to actually read and like something on paper they can actually see it might be a bit easier i've actually got a free guide on how to structure your split which will tell you how to structure all your training days which i use exact i basically use the exact template for my clients to help them achieve the results they do 
And as well as that, it's got examples of exercises and it basically talks you through why I do everything in detail. So if anyone fancies that, it is on my website, which you can find in my Instagram bio. Or you can just drop me a message and I'll happily get your email so you can so I can send it to you. So yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, again, if you did, share it on Instagram or whatever platform you're listening on or whatever platform you're on. And again, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. If you're on Spotify, follow me. If you're on, what's the other one? Apple Podcast, sorry. Then leave me a rating and review and it would be greatly appreciated. So hope you enjoyed again and have a great day. <clears throat>